made with uh hey it's me dave from cheapwinefinder.com and we've got another holiday season companion podcast for a post we put on the cheapwinefinder.com website and today it's bubbly because it's getting to be that time of year and it's a 9.99 non-vintage trader joe's reserve north coast brute uh, it's a bubbly wine made with uh, Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, and Pinot Meunier, with the three uh, three main uh, grapes of Champagne, and it's in this non-vintage Trader Joe's wine. And it's a nice little um, Chardonnay, Chardonnay-based. I think it's mostly Chardonnay. I'm not getting a, a Pinot Noir and Pinot Meunier are both more towards the red grapes than Chardonnay's white grape, but I'm getting more white grape out of this. And but it's a very nice little, little tasty bubbly. It doesn't have the depth of like the really expensive ones, but then again, it's not a really expensive one. But it kind of has the flavor. I'm going to take a sip because this is bubbly, and I'll probably have a sip early and often. So. It's made for Trader Joe's by a company called Rack and Riddle, and they're um, they're an independent company. They do have their own brand, Rack and Riddle uh, Sparkling Wines, um, and I think they also make still wines too. But they are a company people can contract with out of Northern California and maybe beyond to make sparkling wine, bubbly. And they've been doing it for years. And um, if you ever go to their warehouse, you're going to see brands that you know that, that don't say that Rack and Riddle make their wines, but you're going to see a whole slew of different wines out there. A lot of California bubblies who don't have their own facilities are going to Rack and Riddle. They make a lot of sparkling wine. And that's one thing about uh, bubbly nowadays. Back in the day, champagne kind of had bubbles to themselves a bit because um, it was especially the traditional method. Um, Prosecco is made in a, a in a tank method. It's a Charmat method. It's a whole different way of making wine. Bubbles still get in there, but it's a different way. But if you're making traditional method um, sparkling wine, and this is a traditional method sparkling wine, it used to be really hands-on. Um, the, the company Rack and Riddle who makes this riddling is where after um, the first fermentation, the second fermentation, they put the yeast and the sugar in the bottle and the, they put a you know temporary cork on it and kind of put it nose headed down in a rack uh, where the rack name comes from. They would have to turn it like every two days, like a quarter of a turn. So that when the dead yeast all kind of heads towards the neck of the wine, it wouldn't stick to the neck. And as long as you turn it every two days, it, when it's time to take it out, it comes out. And we're talking in champagne, the minimum is a year and a half. So every two days for a year and a half, someone's turning every single bottle a quarter turn. And, but not anymore. I mean, nowadays they have machines that do it all. Actually, you know, there's only the most expensive Chardonnay, champagnes, excuse me, I said Chardonnays. The most expensive champagnes are have anything really handmade about them. Everything else is kind of modern. So that, you know, and and Rack and Riddle and, you know, there's other champagne houses or sparkling wine houses in California pretty much have the same equipment 
as France does. That isn't a difference with uh, with champagne-style wines, with sparkling wines, with bubbly. I keep on making a mistake of saying champagnes, and they're not champagnes. If it ain't from champagne, it ain't a champagne, unless it's Andres, then you can put, that's another story. Um, so the, the production techniques are easily copied everywhere you go. So that's not really the difference anymore in between champagne and everybody else. And here we go. This is a $10.999 sparkling wine. Uh, like I said, the difference is in, in, in France, the second fermentation has to be for at least 18 months. And with this $9.99 Trader Joe's Reserve Brut, it's 12 months. And that, you know, that's extra six months makes a difference. And I'm going to take a sip because I like taking a sip. Yeah, this one's got really nice acidity. Um, occasionally, with inexpensive sparkling wines, the, uh, the the acid could bite a bit, but this one's really nicely balanced. It does, you know, it um, it, it kind of makes you want to take another sip. It's got that kind of acidity, but doesn't doesn't get in the way. It doesn't bite your tongue. It doesn't do those things. It's it's uh, you know, I, I've I've had cavas where I thought, oh no, I'm going to have heartburn tonight. You know, after it, it's so acidic. But no, this is kind of for ten dollar wine. It's really controlled. And like I said, the um, it's not in the bottle as long, and so it doesn't have the depth of a champagne wine, but it's kind of tasty. It really does taste good. And Chardonnay, Pinot Noir, Pinot Monet from the North Coast are very, very good grapes. Um, here is a very short, very incomplete history of champagne region for you that that kind of tells you a little bit about uh, at least the entry-level champagnes. Um, the, the, the Burgundy re, uh, region is kind of inland. Um, the bottom section, the southern section, is uh, Beaujolais, and they do the Gamay grapes there. And then in the middle, there is uh, where they grow all the wonderful Chardonnay and Pinot Noir grapes. The, like, you, you can get $2,000 bottles of anything there. It's a wonderful place. Then when you go to the farthest north region of Burgundy, that's Champagne. And for the longest time, and they've had a hard time because they are so far north, it's possible that it gets cold before the grapes ripen. So they've always had that problem where they could just never get their grapes ripened. So the one thing good about sparkling wine is that you pick the grapes before they ripen. Because you can make a sparkling wine because you're doing so much to it. Since you're actually doing two fermentations to it, you're manipulating the wine so much. You want it to be under the sweetness level. So when it's done, you can actually add the sweetness to it to get exactly what you want. Because once it gets sweet, you can't take that back, but you can always add to that. So there you go. Champagne's known for crazy good bubbly but it's kind of one of the greatest examples of life giving you lemons and making lemonade out of it because they went all the way to the point where rather than being the weak link of burgundy uh, this holiday season you were either going to buy a champagne or drink a champagne odds are and the odds are not good that you're going to drink a Burgundy. You're not going to. You might have a Pinot Noir or Chardonnay from Burgundy, but you're going. You're going to have the sh- champagne 
most likely. I mean, most people do at some point. They're getting a glass of champagne at a tasting at a friend's house somewhere. So that's that. But it wasn't always because it was so fantastic. It was because they had problems and they solved their problems. So, which brings us to California. The grapes in California are very, very good too. Now, Champagne's known for their grapes and everything else, too, but are the California ones all that much worse or anything? I don't think so. You know, are the, is the equipment all that much worse? No, I don't think so. What France has is, you know, decades and sometimes centuries of um, experience. In the, in the, and there's like 300 different Champagne houses in uh, Champagne, and you might be able to, you might know 10 of them. You know, there's a ton of them. And the ones you know, you know because they've, develop their own style in such a unique and memorable memorable way that they're famous. And that's what everything that's it's hard to do everywhere else. Everybody else is just starting out. There's Schramsberg and Gloria Ferrar, and there's some really good sparkling houses in California, but they're 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 playing catch up. And so so here we go. So this is a $9.99 bubbly made in the champagne style. But my favorite bubblies are the ones that have extended second fermentation, uh, maybe three years in the bottle. I've had some that had 10 years in the bottle. That extra time the bottles give this, give the bubbly texture and depth and flavors that are just out of this world. I mean, you know the difference as soon as you drink one. Sure, like the entry level Moet and, you know, whatever other one, you know, Moet Chandon or a Dom or whatever. They're wonderful wines. I've never turned one down in my life. But when I really want to get into that, and they know they cost a fortune, are these ones with more, with more aging? The, you know, the other ones are nice, but the California ones aren't that much far off from them. You know, it's the, the Get something with three or four years of vintage dated wine with four or five years of aging to it. Oh man, it's hard to beat that and it's hard to duplicate that, but you can kind of sort of duplicate it with a North Coast Reserve Brute from Trader Joe's. Like I said, it's not the same thing, but it's not that bad. It tastes great. It's got tons of flavor. Just took another sip of the same thing. No. But to my mind, I'm getting kind of jaded. If I want a, a, a champagne, I'm going to spend, uh, you know, what's, what's the entry level? 40 bucks, 35 bucks. I think I just assume go up a little bit and get something that's a little more special, I guess the word is. And when it is one bubbly, these $10 ones kind of hit the spot. That's just me. But, you know, at, at some point, I think, uh, you know, the sometimes you're just buying into the PR. You're not really drinking the wines and finding out what exactly you like. So the inexpensive ones, these inexpensive bubbles, it's not as I wouldn't say it's as good as champagne. It's not, but it's pretty damn good. And it's nine ninety nine. I think I like it better than a bunch of cavas I've had lately, though I do like cavas too. So it's. You don't have to spend a lot for these entry-level ones. You're still getting quality. You're getting more quality than you ever got before. And that's a good thing. And that's for the party wine. Give it a try. Uh, it's You can buy four of these bottles for some of these. Uh, if you're having a party for some of these champagnes out there. And, you know, sometimes a party might be a better party with four bottles of this than one bottle of the other. Uh, 
And that's that for me. Until next time, we'll come up with something because we're doing party wines. And keep it cheap uh, over and out. And I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.